Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey, welcome back, Venture Podcasters. It's your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. I'm so grateful to be talking to you today. Uh, This episode today begins a new series uh, that we'll be talking about. It's called Stay Positive. And so uh, I'm really excited about this message series because I really need it, uh, and I hope you do as well, because it's amazing how quickly, like like so many people, um, I myself can drift into negativity. Now, I want to start off by asking you a question, and I would love to see uh, your answers, uh, your, see your hands go up, uh, because I would love to ask you, how many of you would agree that around the world today, there's almost this epidemic of negativity, right? Just people looking at things, seeing the downside over and over and over again. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about five different, very important, positive biblical qualities, okay? Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about gratitude. Uh, The week number three, we're going to be talking about encouragement. Uh, The fourth week, where it's probably my favorite, because we're going to be talking about enthusiasm. And then the last week, week number five, we're going to be talking about being confident. Because of who God says we are, we're going to let God's word transform us into people who see him working in our lives, and therefore, we are positive. All right? The theme I want to talk about in today's episode is um, optimism. Okay, uh, I've titled uh, this talk uh, today of I'm optimistic. Okay, because some people are more naturally optimistic, some are more naturally pessimistic. An optimist will re- read the verse that says, My cup overflows, and they'll say, Oh, the Lord is blessing me. And a pessimist will say, Well, my cup overflows, so Lord, there's going to be a mess in the house today, right? How many of you know that second person, right? Okay. All over the world today, it seems like people are looking for a reason to be critical. They're looking for a reason to be negative. It's almost as if people, uh, it helps people feel uh, better to be incredibly negative. They think about what you hear about all the time, right? Think about that. Even in your own self-talk, without knowing it, you could talk down to yourself saying, I don't have what it takes. My life stinks. I can't stand where I am in life. Literally, we say that to ourselves over and over again until we almost talk ourselves into having a bad life. And you talk to people all over today, and they're, and they're going to comment on all the negative things, right? Well, the economy is doomed. You know, morals are falling apart. The school system stinks. You just can't trust anybody. Churches are dying left and right. Oh, and teenagers. Don't get me started on teenagers, right? <laughs> the government is spraying poison on our crops. The world is going to hell in a handbasket, and somebody's got to do something about it, right? All these things. Well, the reality is there are a lot of things that that are going wrong in our world. There's no doubt about it. But as we as Jesus followers are not going to put our heads in the sand. We're not going to be ostriches by putting our heads in the sand and pretend like there's nothing going wrong. At the same time, though, God is doing a lot of amazing things all over the world. While there are things going wrong, there are so many things going right. And we'll often find what we are looking for. I love the illustration of two different types of birds. Okay, you take a a buzzard and a hummingbird, and every single day, what does a buzzard find? A buzzard circles around and finds dead things. And every single day, what does a hummingbird find? He finds sweet things day after day, 
proving you will always find what you're looking for. And that's not just a cheesy pastor illustration, okay? It, it, in fact, Scripture actually teaches us that very same principle. In Proverbs uh, eleven twenty seven, Solomon said this, The one who searches for what is good seeks favor, but if someone looks for trouble, it will come to him. You want to find the negative? You want to be miserable? You can search for it, and you can find it. But if you search for the good, you can also find that as well. What's funny to me is that there are probably some of you already listening to this podcast today, and you, you've decided, well, I don't like this message series. I don't like where Pastor Dan's going today. And, and so I want you to understand, before we get started, that I'm not just coming from this pop psychology, talk yourself into a positive stance theology, okay? In fact, if you're, if, if you're, if you're listening, I would love for you uh, to focus on this, that I am not optimistic based on what I feel I'm optimistic based on what God says, okay? I want you to hear this. I'm not optimistic just because my, by nature I feel like everything's going to get better just because I happen to show up, okay? I'm not optimistic based on a feeling. I'm optimistic based on a truth. I'm not optimistic based on what I feel. I'm optimistic based on what God says. And so what I want to do is I want to give you eight different reasons of why I'm optimistic from the book of Romans chapter 8. And yes, I said eight, okay? I actually found 23, but I thought if I gave you all 23, uh, you guys wouldn't listen anymore, okay? And you become pessimists forever. But I worked really hard to narrow it down to just eight. Uh, besides being uh, long of 23, eight, uh, eight reasons I'm optimistic from Romans 8 sounds way better than, than calling it 23 reasons I'm optimistic from Romans 8, doesn't it? Okay, it just, it just does. And so what I want to do is from one chapter in the Bible, show you reasons why I'm optimistic, and you should be too, okay? Not based on what we feel, but based on what our God says. And the eight's a lot, I know it, so I'm going to go over them really quickly. So I hope you guys are ready today in this episode, all right? Reason number one that I'm optimistic from Romans 8 is because my sins are forgiven and my eternity is secure, I'm absolutely and completely internally optimistic because my sins are forgiven and my eternity is secure. Listen to what Romans 8, 1 through 2 says. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For those of you who called have called on Jesus, you've been made new in Christ. Your sins are forgiven and your eternity is secure. And, and so I don't know about you, but I, and I can't speak for you, but I have been forgiven a lot, okay? Therefore, this makes me incredibly optimistic about the goodness of my Lord God, who, who shed his blood that I could be forgiven, set aside Jesus to die for me, and he was risen from the dead so that I could be made new. And it makes me optimistic to know that my sins are forgiven and my eternity is secure. The second reason I'm optimistic is because Jesus is at the right hand of God praying for me. And I don't know about you, but the, the thought that Jesus is praying for me makes me eternally optimistic. Okay, look at verse uh, 34. Listen to what it's, 34 says. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. You see that word for, oh, the word intercede is just a, is, is basically a really cool word that means he's praying for us. He's in deep prayer for us at the right hand of, of the Father. He has the ear of God. And Jesus knows exactly what you've been through because he lived on this earth. And Jesus is interceding. He's praying for us. 
He's praying for you. And so I'm optimistic because at this very moment, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God the Father praying for us, okay? Number three, uh, I'm optimistic because my future victory is greater than my present pain, okay? I'm optimistic because what I'm going through now is doing something in me that God is going to sharpen me, conform me to the image of his son, Jesus, my future victory is greater than my present pain. And so look what Paul says in, in verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. And some of you may say, well, that's easy for Paul to say. And if you say that, you have no idea what Apostle Paul went through. I know many of you are going through some very significant things right now. I get that. But Paul went through every bit of something as significant and way more. Beaten, shipwrecked, whipped, left for dead, snake bitten, and over and over again tortured for his relationship with Jesus. And he says, I consider these present sufferings not even worth comparing to the glory of what God is going to do. And so if you're in the middle of something difficult, I'm not going to say that it's not difficult because it can be very difficult. But from the internal perspective, it's not even worth comparing what we're going through now. Okay? To the eternal glory of what our God, whose name is above every name, can do through our pain. Even, even James said that when we consider it crazy, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, why? Because the testing of your faith develops perseverance, that you would be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You see, I'm optimistic because this is how good my God is, that my future victory is greater than my present pain. I'm optimistic not just because of what I feel, but because of what God says. Number four, why am I optimistic? I'm optimistic because my mind is filled with the peace of God. My mind is filled with the peace of God. Look what Paul says in verse six. Now the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. Life and peace. To those of you who have been born into the family of God, you don't have to be dominated by your fleshly and sinful nature. Your mind can be renewed, transformed by the washing of the water of God's word. God's word renews your mind, and you stop thinking the negative, earthly, sinful thoughts, and instead you get an eternal perspective based on God's truth. Suddenly, when we see things from God's perspective, because of his goodness, because of his strength, and the way he can bring glory to his, to his name out even in the worst situations in the middle of a trial, you can have a supernatural peace that goes beyond your human ability to understand. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you've been in the middle of a horrible situation and other people have said or are going right now, how are you so calm? How are you getting through it? And you say, you know what? I'm not getting through it on my own. My mind has peace because the peace of God can rule our minds, okay? If we choose to be governed by the Spirit and not by the flesh, my mind is filled with the peace of God. Brings us to number five. I'm optimistic from Romans 8 because of this. If God is for me, who can ever be against me, right? If God is for me, who can be against me? And this is exactly what Paul said in verses 31 through 33. Listen to what he says. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also be with, also with him grant us everything? Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Now let's call it like it is. Who can, who can be against us? Well, some of you are going to go, well, I know somebody who's against me right now. 
And the truth is, yes, people will criticize you. They may not like you and they may take shots at you. But the reality is if God is for us, what does it really matter? If God approves us, what does it really matter? In fact, when you start living boldly for Jesus, and I hope you do, people will make fun of you, and they will persecute you, and they will ridicule you for your faith. But if God's got your back, what does it really matter? And some of you may say, well, nobody's persecuting me right now. Well, if you were to listen and go back and listen to our podcast from our last series, okay, uh, we talked about it. You know, I don't worry when people persecute me. I worry when nobody's persecuting me. I worry when nobody does, because when we are boldly serving Jesus, the world is going to push back, and it doesn't like this. And so we have to find the category in our mind, if, if God called me to do it, if, if, he will, he, if he called me to do it, he will provide for us, right? He'll provide the way. If God called me to it, even if I don't like it, I'm going to be glorifying him. So if God is for me, who can be against me? The God who says all things are possible with him. I believe that, okay? I am optimistic because I believe my God is for me. And it is said in our mission verse from Jeremiah 29, 11 here at our church that he plans to bless me, to prosper me, to not harm me, to give me a hope and a future. That's why we call ourselves Venture. That's why it's called the Venture Podcast, okay? My God has plans to bless you, to, to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future, because you can be optimistic because God is there for you. So therefore, who can be against you? Number six, I'm optimistic because God's spirit helps me in my weakness. I'm optimistic because when I am weak, his spirit makes me strong. And listen to what Paul says in verses 24 through, through 26. Okay, listen to what he says. Now, in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. Because who hopes for what he sees? Now, if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, because we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groaning. The Holy Spirit helps us when we're weak. Whenever we are down, the Holy Spirit holds us up. Whenever we are hurting, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Whenever we feel alone, the Holy Spirit is our friend. Whenever we are weak, the Holy Spirit is strong through us. I can be optimistic because I'm never, ever alone. When I am weak, I get to know God in a more intimate way because it's his strength that carries me, even on a bad day, the day that I'd never, ever want, right? I get to know God in a more personal way. Why? Because his spirit is strong for me when I am weak. So why am I optimistic? Not just because of what I feel, but because of what God says and what he teaches us, all right? Number seven, I'm optimistic because my God is working everything in my life for good. Your God is working everything in your life for good. Look at what, listen to what it says in verse 28. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. See, there is not a thing that will happen in your life that the goodness of our God will not transform into something eventually that brings about glory. You can look back in your life and see this. Years ago, the things that you thought that this is the worst thing ever, right? And it may have felt like it at the time. Well, years go by and you look back and you can see the faithfulness of the hand of God that somehow took the thing that you would have never chose and never want to experience again, and he transforms it to good. He's working even when you don't see him. In fact, I, I have a weird illustration of how this works, okay? Uh, bear with me. 
when I was a store manager many years ago, I had a, a store meeting in, in Chicago, and we ha- we went to this massively cool buffet for one of our work lunches, and it was like the the best food that I've ever eaten. The food was so fancy, I didn't even know what to call some of it. Okay, uh, I hope some of you have been to something like that where you're like, it's expensive, it's good. I don't even know what it is. They don't have this at the cafeteria where I eat for four bucks, right? They don't have well, this is where I come from. Okay, I hope you've been somewhere like that. Well, I was putting something on my plate that looked like an olive. I know it wasn't an olive because I don't like olives, but it kind of looked like it, but it was different. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. Okay. So I put it on my plate. Well, and I accidentally had my plate tip just a little too much. You know how you, you probably some of you have done this. And so the olive rolled off my plate and then it hit the edge of my shoe and then it shot across the ground in this really fancy restaurant, right? And I was thinking, oh man, I just committed fancy restaurant heresy. This is, you know, this is the worst. I can't believe I just did this. And all of a sudden, it was the craziest thing. There was this black curtain that was behind the buffet, okay? And there was a guy who was in the black curtain wearing all black. And when that thing rolled across the ground, he swept it up like an olive ninja grabbing the thing and and disappeared back into the black curtain just like that. That's the craziest thing I've ever, I've ever seen in my life. And I didn't know that that guy was even there. He came out of nowhere and I thought, oh man, this was so cool, right? And so I took another olive because I want to see if this happens again. And so I kind of just bumped it off my plate, right? And sure enough, there he was, almost like a power roll. He's in, you know, like you see in an action movie, you know, he just rolls into it and then rolls back out of it. He's into it and he's gone back in the curtain just like that. And I'm sitting there this whole time, stand, you know, looking at this, and there he is. He's working. He's serving. He's like omnipresent, and I can't see him, and I didn't know, even know he was there, but he's doing something. Well, that's the reality of what our good God is like. Sometimes you don't feel him. Sometimes you don't see him. Sometimes you think he's not working, but faith tells you that he's there. Faith tells you I can trust in him because he knows the end from the beginning long before tomorrow ever starts. He's already there. He knows how things work out, and he is so amazingly good and so powerful that he's working in all things. And I hope this speaks to somebody that's listening today. The very thing that's crushing your heart right now, one day you'll see the faithfulness of God, and you can be optimistic because God is so amazing. He's working in all things to bring about good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Number eight, let me tell you why I'm optimistic. With everything in me, I am full of optimism because nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And I hope there's someone that's listening today that will feel this that there's nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Listen to what he talks about, Paul talks about in 38 through 39. Okay, listen to what he says. Uh, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No matter where you go, Our God is there. No matter what you do, our God still loves you. No matter what happens in your life, our God is still for you. You cannot outrun his love. You cannot do something to cause him to stop loving you. You cannot run away from his presence because he will chase you down. In fact, some of you right now listening, you may be trying to argue of a way of why this and why that, and and you've walked away from God. And the reason you're hearing this is because God's running you down. 
because God hasn't given up on you yet because somebody's praying for you and you want to be negative, you, you, you don't want to like it, but there's something inside of you saying, I still want to believe. What is that? Well, that's the faith seed that God put inside of you that says, yes, there may be a lot of bad things going on in this world, but I still have a God who is bigger than the worst thing in this world. I have a Savior whose name is above every name. I am optimistic, not because of what I feel or not even because of what I see. I'm optimistic because of what God says. I am optimistic because my sins are forgiven. I am optimistic because my Savior, Jesus, sits at the right hand of God, the Father, praying for me. And I'm optimistic because my present sufferings are not worth comparing to the future glory that will be revealed. And I'm also optimistic because my mind is filled with the peace of God. And I'm optimistic because my God is for me, therefore nobody can be against me. And, and because God's spirit is working in my weaknesses and you have no idea how I need his help because I am weak and vulnerable and need a strength more than you could possibly imagine, I am optimistic. I'm optimistic because my God is working in all things to bring about good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I'm especially optimistic because there is nothing that can separate me from the love of Jesus Christ, my Savior and Lord. And the last thing I'm really optimistic about is that God's word is going to speak to someone today, someone that's listening today. When everyone else says, worlds are falling apart, this is the world, the worst thing ever. My life stinks. I can't believe we're here. You're going to take a step back and say, yeah, there are a lot of bad things in this world, but I'm not going to look at, a, at life from a negative perspective because my God is too good for that. Yes, there are some negative things, but I'm optimistic. And not because of what I feel and not because of what I see, but because of what my God says and because of who he is. I choose to believe in the goodness of God. When everyone else is acting like a buzzard looking for dead things, I'm going to be a hummingbird. I'm seeing the sweetness and the goodness of God everywhere. I look because my God is that good. Amen. All right, that concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. Uh, I hope you will learn to be optimistic in a world that is full of negativity. I, I, and I pray that you'll be able to join us next week so we're going to be talking about how to be grateful in the same situations. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.